Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. For more information and to donate online, go to 3cr.org.au. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Housing for the Aged Action Group, Haig for short, a housing group for older people run by old people. Present Raise the Roof. We advocate for secure, affordable and appropriate housing. So listen up on the second and fourth Wednesday of the month at 5.30pm on 3CR 855 on your AM dial. That's right, you're listening to Raise the Roof here on 3CR, the Housing for the Aged Action Group show. My name's Shane and I'm here with my co-host Fiona. Hi Shane. Hi Fiona. Um, Why don't you tell the listeners what we've got for them today? Okay, today we've got a really great interview with Rebecca Edwards, who is the Principal Lawyer at Seniors Rights Victoria, and she'll be talking about elder abuse and housing and how those two things intersect. All right, well, I I won't uh, fart around too much. Let's just play the interview. Great. Now. So we're in the studio today with Rebecca um, Edwards, who's the Principal Lawyer for Seniors Rights Victoria. Thanks for coming in today, Rebecca. It's a pleasure. Um, so you're here today to talk a little bit about elder abuse um, because in June, is it June um, 15th, is World Elder Abuse Awareness Day? Um, and we weren't able to have you in the studio then, but we were hoping to have you come in here and talk a little bit about um, elder abuse and housing and older people and how all of those three things intersect. Great. So could you tell us a little bit firstly about um, what Seniors Rights Victoria is for the people that don't know? Sure. So Seniors Rights Victoria is a community legal centre. It's been in existence for 11 years and it only deals with elder abuse. Okay. So not elder abuse in the context of an institution. So we've been hearing a lot about institutional elder abuse with the Aged Care Royal Commission. Yeah. But the elder abuse we deal with is elder abuse from a person in a relationship of trust. Uh, I guess the other important thing to note about Seniors Rights Victoria is it's not just a legal service, it's also an advocacy support service. So we have social workers that work with the lawyers and that allows us to provide holistic support for the older people. Okay. So when you say a relationship of trust, um, what are we talking about? We're not talking about doctors and things like that. Um, what, what, sort of, what sort of types of um, incidences would you be dealing with? So the most common type is where it's a family member, usually an adult child. Uh-huh. Uh, it can obviously also be a niece or nephew or brother-in-law. Um, occasionally it can be a, an informal carer. We uh, are not involved in cases where it's a paid caring relationship, but sometimes also just a family member, uh, sorry, a friend or a neighbour. Okay, so someone that an older person has close in a close relationship with them and then they start abusing that person, the older person, what sorts of um, abuse would you be seeing mainly? So the main type of abuse we see is financial abuse, but... Realistically, uh, often there is an element of other sorts of abuse combined with the financial abuse. So the other types of abuse are um, physical, so that's where the older person is actually being hit or shoved. Uh, There can be social abuse, so where the older person 
is being prevented from having contact with friends and family or otherwise being isolated. Uh, there can be neglect, so where their care needs are not properly being met. Uh, there can also be emotional abuse, so constantly being told, you know, you're, you should be in an aged care home, you're losing it, you're an idiot, that type mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. And I guess uh, occasionally there's also sexual abuse. Okay. So you said um, finan- you started out, you said the main thing was financial abuse. Can you talk a bit about what that actually means? So it can happen in a whole variety of ways. Uh, sometimes it's because the older person has given, say, their adult daughter access to their bank accounts because they were feeling sick and they wanted some bills paid. And then the, the daughter has taken advantage of that and started withdrawing money for her own purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it can be done through an informal arrangement. Sometimes it's through a power of attorney. It can also be things like uh, pressuring or forcing the older person to lend money or transfer assets. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be yeah, refusing to pay back loans. And sometimes it can involve uh, financial abuse in the context of housing. So an older person might have put money into a house that they all live in together and... Uh, then if the situation becomes unbearable, the uh, adult child refuses to give any of that money back to enable them to find alternative accommodation. Okay, so would that be a situation where the older person has moved into their adult children's home or would it be the adult children moving into their home or is it is it a bit of both? Uh, in terms of where the older person's put money into the house, it's usually where the older person's moved into either the adult child's house Mm -hmm. or they've bought a place together, planning to live together. We certainly have lots of scenarios too where the older child moves into the older person's house. Yeah. But that's usually uh, a different set of circumstances. Yeah. And so they would be thinking at that point um, that they would want to get their kids into the housing market or something and perhaps assist them by purchasing a property together and then when they start living together things go wrong is that is that the kind of thing you've seen sometimes it's simply like you said yep to help them out get into the market but sometimes it's because they think they'll all do better living together yeah Um, sometimes it's because the older person is aware that they might have higher care needs in the future and they want to be in that sort of supportive environment Uh, so, I mean, obviously it's often difficult for people who are experiencing abuse to, to get help, but I, I imagine that for older people who are in a, a, like you say, a relationship of trust, especially with a family member, it must be extremely difficult for them to, to kind of seek help or assert their rights in a situation like that. Yeah, well, a lot of older people feel, uh, you know, embarrassed about the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, they can feel a lot of shame. They can even feel that maybe they were somehow responsible for it because it's their children who are doing it for them and another common uh, reaction is that the older person even though they're aware that what's happened is wrong they don't want their adult child to get into trouble sure Mm. and of course there's lots of situations where there's you know gambling or drug and alcohol abuse or mental health issues as well in the Mm. background yeah and so what's what can you do for the it must take a, a lot of guts for people to actually give you a call um, what happens when someone does give you a call? What what can you do for them? So Seniors Rights Victoria has a helpline uh, that anybody can call. 
Uh, and if it's the older person themselves, our trained social workers will talk to the older person and uh, try and develop a bit of trust with them and see whether they're willing to book in for an advice session. Mm -hmm. And the advice sessions can be done by phone or uh, home visits or even visits to places like libraries or cafes if necessary because sometimes because of safety concerns we need to do that. Uh, And the advice can be with a lawyer and an advocate or just one or the other but usually it's with both. And then we're very careful to listen to the older person. So if they don't want us to do anything, we won't do anything. We just give them advice about what their rights are and what sort of support we could offer. Yeah. And then it's up to them to decide whether they want to take it any further. It's a confidential service, so it doesn't go any further than our office. You said that's what happens if the older person themselves contacts the service. Do you also give advice to people who might be worried about a friend or, or neighbour or family member or something like that? So the, there's no um, formal advice given uh, in an advice session to a concerned family member or friend, but our helpline advocates will provide you know, quite in-depth advice at times. I say advice, information and referrals and just a bit of support to family members or concerned others who ring up. So we can't actually represent them, but we can help give them some support and appropriate referrals. So are there warning signs that people should be looking for or might be looking for if they they think someone may be experiencing elder abuse? Yep, absolutely. Uh, It can vary a bit depending on what type of abuse a person's suffering from. But generally speaking, things like um, depression, feelings of helplessness, some sort of withdrawal or loss of social connections. Um, With financial abuse, it might be things like unpaid bills or unusual activity in bank accounts or lack of food in the fridge because they're saying they haven't got money to buy food. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes it can be changes to legal documents or missing possessions. And then I guess with the worst type of abuse, there can be things like pain, bruises, unexplained accidents or injuries pressure sores, loss of weight. Sure. So if somebody, I guess there's a bit of a responsibility for other people in the community, like say, I don't know, um, lawyers and bank tellers and and people that might be seeing these unusual transactions. Do you think, has there been any work around trying to raise awareness amongst different types of workers on what to look out for as well? So there's been a lot of work in a few sectors really, um, but particularly banks. Yeah. So the Australian Banking Association has also put some work into this area and we've also met with various banks at various times to talk about it. But yeah, um, you know, the bank teller can be a person that the older person sees quite regularly because, you know, I don't mean to stereotype, but a lot of older people might be more likely to do over-the-counter transactions rather than Mm -hmm. direct debits or ATMs. So they do have a relationship with the older person and they might be the first ones to be aware that there's some odd things happening. So there's large sums of money going missing or they might see the older person come into the bank with uh, their adult child and feel that there's, that relationship wasn't, what, you know, wasn't healthy at the time. So they're being pressured. Yeah. So, yeah, financial counsellors are also being encouraged to look at this. Um, Even people like pharmacists are another good contact point Mm -hmm. in the community. So certainly at Seniors Rights, we're uh, very encouraging of that. 
community response sure. to elder abuse. And what can older people do to protect themselves against these sorts of things? Well, I guess if older people are going to uh, enter into financial arrangements with adult children, it's really important that you get legal advice mm-hmm. about how to do it and how to do it properly. So we don't say don't do it by any means. There's lots of really good uh, situations out there where family members live together. But it is important to think about what might happen if, and then there's a whole list of questions. So, you know, what happens if your adult child and their partner separate? How's that going to impact on your living arrangements? Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's a loan, what are the actual terms of the loan? What if you need that money to go into an aged care facility? So, yeah, we just encourage older people to get legal advice. Uh, We also encourage people to do powers of attorney. It's true that powers of attorney can be abused, but the benefit of a power of attorney is that there are legal remedies Mm -hmm. which are not there if you just let somebody have informal access to your bank account. So if you just give them your PIN number, for instance. Yeah, so you'll be advising people not to give out their PIN numbers. (laughs) Not if they can avoid it, yeah. no. Much better to do it through a power of attorney than the the attorney can go to the bank and effectively get their own PIN and access to the account. Okay. And for people that are, um, are, have not much savings or are on low incomes and maybe can't afford a lawyer, are there any resources available for them to look at? Or is there free or cheap services that they can go to? Uh, So certainly they could ring our service for advice. So we will also provide advice on preventative mechanisms and that's a completely free service. Uh, There's also our website which has things like uh, assets for care document which has like a checklist of things you should think about before you enter into some sort of granny flat arrangement. Uh, There's also just generally the community legal centres around the state can be... Uh, a helpful resource mm-hmm. depends on what their eligibility criteria. Yeah, and the Office of the Public Advocate do they advise on powers of attorney, or do they have information about that? They do actually. That's a good reminder. They have a lot of information uh, in booklet form, and you can also ring their line to get help. Yeah, um, so we'll have all, we'll provide the contact information for Seniors Rights Victoria at the a bit later as well as uh, in the show notes for this episode on the 3CR website. Mm-hmm. Um, can we ask you sort of more broadly what I mean what sort of uh, you know changes in in policy, social, you know, legislation, things like that. Like what do we need to change to make sure that elder abuse is less common? So that's a massive question. Yes. <laughs> so just in the last 30 seconds. How would you also. change the world, Rebecca, <laughs> if you could wave a magic wand? Oh, look, I think one of the biggest things is to tackle ageism mm-hmm. uh, in society, which is huge. Mm. So, yeah, we need to do things like challenge negative media stereotypes and representations of older people as a burden we need to foster like really positive intergenerational relationships um you know tackle gender inequality too uh for older people it's not just a young person's thing Mm. and that will help uh i guess with that element of disrespect that comes into elder abuse Mm -hmm. yeah 
Uh, we've also encouraged things like primary prevention, so trying to look at the underlying causes and changing attitudes for the whole population. But it really needs to be both an individual, community and societal uh, change. Yeah. Certainly uh, a lot of the work that's being done in relation to family violence uh, is also applicable to elder abuse because elder abuse is a form of family violence. And I don't know if any of your listeners have seen the Respect Victoria campaign that's on at the moment or has just finished perhaps on elder abuse. So trying to alert people to situations and what helps available. So what was the key message of that campaign? I guess uh, that it's not okay to disrespect older people and how that that can then sort of go from disrespect into actual abuse and to seek help. Yeah. Well, speaking of seeking help, maybe this is a good time to give out the contact number for SRV if you've got that handy. Yeah, our helpline number is 1300 368 821. We'll give out that number again at the end of the show if you want to get a pen and paper. And what's the website? Uh, www.seniorsrights.org.au All right. Um, Thanks very much for coming in today. Is there anything else that you want to tell the listeners? No, just thank you very much for coming in. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having us. Most LGBTIQ people experience positive, intimate and family relationships. However, like cisgendered heterosexual people, some LGBTIQ people experience abuse and violence in their relationships. With Respect is a new family violence service for LGBTIQ plus Victorians, providing counselling and recovery programs for victims and survivors of family violence and help for people using violence who want to stop. With Respect is a partnership between queer Space, Thorn Harbour Health, Switchboard Victoria and Transgender Victoria. For more information, visit withrespect.org.au or call 1-800-542-847. With Respect is not a crisis service. If you need immediate help, call 000. A 3CR. All right. Actually, we couldn't get enough of Rebecca, so we're back (laughs) after those uh, community service announcements. And uh, Fiona, you've got another question that you wanted to ask. Yeah, I I just wanted to ask you, Rebecca, about... In terms of housing and elder abuse, um, could you tell us a bit uh, about what your service sees and how elder abuse affects older people's housing? Sure. So if I give you an example of one particular client we had who uh, had decided to help support her adult uh, son to get into the housing market, Uh, he didn't have a particularly good housing record and he wanted uh, he now had a family to support so they decided that they would all go and buy a house together to live in so they went looking together it was all very fine um, they bought a property and they were both on title for mm-hmm. the property and she wasn't actually she lived in the house for the first six months or so but then uh, renovated a garage to turn it into her own space But unfortunately, after about two years, the relationship just deteriorated completely. And the abuse she was suffering was so severe that uh, she was having mental health issues and she was advised by her doctor to leave the property, which she did. Um, So she ended up sleeping uh, in her sister's spare bedroom for more than 18 months. And... 
yes, there were, were things that we could do, and we did. We issued proceedings in VCAT to pursue her case, but it took about 18 months until she was able to get some money back from that house, so it had to be sold. And, you know, another problem was that there'd been a mortgage on the house, which hadn't been her share of the contribution, mm-hmm. but it meant that she actually had to end up contributing to the mortgage in order to pay that off at settlement. So she ended up with less money than she originally put in, and it's meant that she's been unable to afford to buy a house in the area that she wants to live and has had to move to a country area. Mm-hmm. So that's a really common, unfortunately, but tragic situation. Mm. It sounds really horrible for her. Um, do you have any other examples like that or examples of where elder abuse perhaps causes um, housing stress or housing, um, I guess, homelessness, really? Yeah, we've had a couple of examples of where uh, an older person's been hospitalised and while they were hospitalised and potentially with um, temporary cognitive decline, perhaps as a result of you know, an infection or whatever, that the adult child has used a power of attorney to actually sell the older person's house. So while they're in hospital? While they're in hospital, oh. yeah. So they've sort of contacted us in absolute shock, having just found out the house has been sold. It's outrageous. It is outrageous. And then where do they go? Yeah. Yeah, it can be really horrific. One person ended up uh, on a couch at another adult son's place. Um, Another one had to move into aged care, but there were all sorts of complications around that. And, yeah, it can be really difficult to pursue and slow. And that's not... I mean, someone's sick in hospital, the last thing they're expecting is that their adult children are going to sell the house out from under them. I mean, it's devastating emotionally as well as as well as to physical health, I would think. Yeah, and often all their possessions are just oh. chucked as well. It's not okay. No. no. And do you have any other examples that you'd like to share with us? Um... Well, actually, maybe I can ask Fiona a question while you think about that. (laughs) Um, I mean, HAG runs a a housing service for older people. How how many of our clients do you think are affected by elder abuse? Like, how many of them is that a a factor in why they're they're needing housing? Yeah, so our statistics um, have jumped significantly over the last year or so um, and to the point where we're starting to think, what's going on here? Is it happening uh, more prevalently or is it something in the way we're recording the information? But generally, our stats are about 6% of our clients, which doesn't seem like a lot. However, it actually translates to quite a high number and it's increased from about 3 or 4% a couple of years ago. So over time, it's increasing and we're seeing people, like you say, who are um, perhaps were homeowners at one point and have been scammed out of their housing by their kids, which is really devastating for them. Um, and then the, the ones that do have a small amount of assets, it makes it quite difficult for them to be eligible for public and social housing. And so trying to find options for them is quite difficult a lot of the time. Um, but more commonly, we would be seeing people who are perhaps couch surfing with adult children with the expectation that they look after the grandkids. Um, and once the grandkids have got a bit older or um, perhaps, you know, they're not even that old, but, you know, the the older person's living in really bad um, conditions, sleeping in laundries or sheds or whatever, 
but the adult children want them there for the free childcare. Um, and that's obviously not okay either. So it can deteriorate. All the good intentions in the world can deteriorate over time. Um, perhaps it's maybe not started off that way, but that's the way it's ended up. And and we often see those sorts of situations as well. Yeah, again, it's about that disrespect, isn't it? Lack, yeah. Lack of respect for a person to live their own life. Make their own decisions. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, we might have to actually wrap it up this time. Okay. Um, thanks very much for coming in, Rebecca. No worries. So last week was Homelessness Week for um, this year, which is always the first week of August, and there was quite a lot of different activities going on to raise awareness about the homelessness crisis. And people who follow us on the social media, on Twitter, or on Facebook or on our website would have seen that we've been plugging a petition which is going to the Federal Minister for Housing and it is calling on um, the Federal Government to make a plan to deal with this crisis. So this is a campaign that's supported by heaps of different services from and agencies from across the country and it's calling for a national housing strategy, um, a better deal for renters and... Um, an increase to Commonwealth rent assistance and a plan to end homelessness in five years, which is pretty ambitious but pretty awesome as well. So if you agree with these things and think it's about time the federal government did something about homelessness, then you can sign the petition and it's online at everybodyshome.com.au and that's everybody's E-V-E-R-Y-B-O-D-Y-S home.com.au. So get online and sign the petition. Great. Well, we are sadly almost out of time for this week. So I hope you have your pen and paper ready because it's that time in the show when we give out contact information, uh, numbers for Seniors Victoria and for HAG. So what are some reasons people might want to call HAG? So if people are finding it difficult to pay the rent every month, if they're living in private rental or if they have an issue um, with their retirement housing manager, they should And give... they're an older Victorian. And of course, yes, if they're an older Victorian, that means over 50, which isn't that old, P.S. But if they <laughs> want to... feels it creeping closer. <laughs> exactly. So if you're about that age and you're having trouble with your housing, give us a call. All right. Uh, so what's the number that people can call us on? Uh, I just love saying that because Fiona doesn't know the number. It's one three hundred seven six five one seven eight. If you want to give us a call at HAG, that number again is one three hundred seven six five one seven eight. Um, we heard earlier uh, from Rebecca from Seniors Rights Victoria. If you'd like to speak to their helpline, uh, either about your own circumstances or someone else that you're concerned about, their number again is one three hundred three six eight. And on the show notes uh, on the 3CR website, we'll have links to HAG and to the SRV website. Um, Fiona, is there anything else that you want to say before we leave them with a song? Uh, No, I just think everyone should listen in next fortnight as well because we've got a great interview with some people um, talking about the Homeless Memorial down in St Kilda. I don't think we're doing that next next time. Why? Anyway, we'll see what's on next time. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. Uh, This is Fleetwood Mac and Tusk. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.